Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. Until so that's, that's really the purpose of refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening, it's Regina Johnson. I'm here with you on Refresh. It is so good to be back on the air. If you are a first-time listener, I want to thank you for uh, plugging in today. Uh, if you've been waiting on me to come back, I'm glad that you caught me at the great hour in which uh, we're going to talk about some heart issues of today. Before I get started, I want to give a shout-out to my girl, Princess Cooper. Thank you and all of the NHISG Sports Media hosts. I pray that each and every one of you had a great show today. Looking forward to um, hearing some of the recap of the shows, but we're going to go ahead and move forward today on our show today, talking about heart issues, resolving the issues of my heart. How we um, started with that uh, actually was kind of birthed out of a conversation um, that I had a couple of weeks ago and then a word that I heard uh, given even today about us correcting the way that we think, how we see things. For those of you who might have seen the intro um, video, I asked the question, how many times have we had people misinterpret our actions, our words, our in conversation, how they take something completely uh, out of the conversation um, that was completely opposite of what we were intending for them to hear. And I used to struggle with that a lot uh, of trying to, uh, I can, I'll just put it like this, find myself in a position where I was trying to please people because I was so afraid of offending them. And then I came to a place where I understood that if my thinking is off or if their thinking is off, it's impossible to have uh, an, a, a conversation that, both parties can walk away with the full understanding of what took place. If you are broken or you've had toxic downloads that have uh, happened in your life, and what I mean by toxic downloads, people saying things with uh, injust, just, just kidding, and they actually downloaded something in you, that process of that download 
will cause you to feel, think. Even you'll come to a place where people will be talking about one thing, but because you have this false belief system that's already been set up through this toxic download, you'll hear something completely opposite of what they are saying. Today, before I go much further, I want to introduce someone that's been on the show with me before, uh, and he's here with me again today. It's David Reed. So, and we're here with the live listening audience. So let's first, before we go any further, let's give a big old hand clap for everybody that's here. Yeah, it's so good to be with the live listening audience again. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and give it up one more time for David Reed in the house. Oh, you guys, now you're going to make me do it like church. You can do better than that. Come on. So, David, I, I, I want to bring you into this segment uh, and tell you thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part. But I want to bring you in on this segment. We're talking about that toxic download. And what I want you to do is I want you to share the story that you share with me and others a couple of weeks ago about a toxic download that was made uh, to you or over you or in you uh, when you were just a young boy. How, how old were you when you had that happen to you? And then we'll explain what we mean further about that. To- you'll get it, what we're talking about with that toxic download. Okay. Go ahead. That was happening between the age of five and about seven. Okay. Uh, and basically what, what was happening is uh, I had an aunt who uh, we went and visited quite regularly because I was raised by my grandmother, and that was her sister. And uh, so we would basically, it was like an almost an everyday stop. And uh, so we would stop in, and the way that she would greet me would be, come, come here, little big head boy. <laughs> come here, little big head boy. Right. Every time she saw me, look, look at that little big head boy. Right. Come, come here, little big head boy. You look just like your dad. You know, things like that. Right. And uh, so that was her way that she greeted me. But she was just as sweet as she be. Right. And, and it wasn't until I got older that uh, probably going into uh, coming out of middle school, going into, you know, coming out of grade school, going into middle school, and uh, I started being really insecure about my hair. Right. Uh, and that led to uh, me always requesting hats from my, from my grandparents, always. It didn't make it, didn't make it any better because my friend, a friend of mine, my best friend, his dad owned the hat company. Matter of fact, here in Colorado and also one in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had the access to as many hats as I wanted. And uh, I slept in my hats. I swam in my hats. I mean, you were, you, you would not catch me. I hated, almost hated going to church or going to, into school where I couldn't wear mm-hmm. a hat. Matter of fact, I got in trouble many times. And now I'm thinking about, I thought about it after I originally first told the story, that there was times in school that I got in trouble because you're not supposed to wear hats in the building. But Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. So um, I grew up very insecure uh, about the way that my head looked. Okay, hang on one second. Now, when it was happening, when she was saying this, every time you would go by and you visit, you didn't realize that something was being set in no, place. Not at all. You just started becoming uncomfortable yeah. about the way your head looked. Absolutely. The way your head looked. I had no, no idea until, uh, like I said, probably more around junior high. Uh, that I, I started having these thoughts and these feelings when I would be getting dressed for school or preparing to go out somewhere. And, and uh, I really didn't notice it until after I got out of high school. 
that uh, it, cre- it created a very insecure place in me about my head. Um, but no, not at first. I thought she you didn't realize. I didn't realize. I mean, she was she she was just always sweet. I got right. everything I wanted from her. And you didn't you you didn't take it as she was trying to be condescending or or any of the, And still today, you don't believe in your I heart that she meant anything she malicious anything. No. by it. Absolutely. But there was a download that happened on the inside of you. And you want to know the, the, the funny thing about the whole story is if I see my aunt today, uh-huh. she would say the very same thing. <laughs> no. She would say it. Oh, wow. I, 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 anytime I see it, that's uh-huh. the way that she greets me. Wow. Look at that old big head boy. Look, boy, you look just like your, you look just like your dad. Right. And that's the way she had old big head boy. She would say that right to today. And I would, and she, she stands maybe five feet. Maybe. <laughs> so I'm always, I'm now I look down on her and I, we just smile and that's just the way that she greets me. Right, right. When when you were sharing that story, I thought about um, I, I thought about when I was growing up that uh, I struggled academically because I was dyslexic, but it wasn't diagnosed until like I was much older, and so I struggled like with reading and I struggled struggled with um, in math. I mean, it was just anything that required me to be able to kind of keep it all together. A lot of reading, I didn't know how to do that. Uh, in these downloads, you know, and we're not talking about, I need for you to understand what I'm saying today. I know it sounds very simplistic, but it's because of little things like that that cause adults to suffer and struggle and put limits on their lives and always have this mindset that everything, you know, we always say it is not all about you, but where they have this mindset, they believe that any negative conversation, any negative comment uh, that's made, that it's about them, and that's because, not that they're self-absorbed, but there have been some negative downloads that, um, that have been made over the years. When I was in elementary school, as I was saying, uh, I, I remember, you know, struggling, you know, academically, and, uh, and, and I had this one teacher, my mother's an educator, and so I used to ride home with this one teacher, and um, Every time it was report card time, she would ask to see my report card. Now, up until that time, I was doing great, but somehow these insecurities kind of set in. You know, I've, I've said it before, like the voice that I have today, this rich timbre, I had it when I was a young girl. And so when you're in a classroom with others who has these little light baby voices and you have, you have a voice of a 30-year-old man, you know, it, it, it's kind of, you know, unraveling. And so um, that kind of set in. And then other little things started setting in. And, and so I started struggling. The harder I was pushed, the harder it seemed to make everything uh, come together. And so she would ask to see my report card. And, of course, you know, it would be like a C and then, like, maybe occasional B or, or whatever. Because I really, when it came to reading and, you know, a lot of focus when you're in the lower grades, it's, it's on that. And, and if I didn't have to read out loud, I was okay. But reading out loud and uh, not comprehension, but just those types of things, I was struggling. So it reflected on my report card. And so she would take my report card, look at it, and then show some other writers, the other kids, what I had made. I was mortified. And so I remember my mom told me, she said, well, you didn't have to show her your report card. Well, you know, when you're a little kid, you don't know you don't have to show the adults your report card when they asked for it. And so I yielded over, over and over and over and over. And finally, I stopped riding with her. But what it did was 
it started building something that made me feel dumb, like I didn't have the ability to uh, to hear, and so I mean uh, to learn, and so. Um, I started taking that on. So if it was something where I had to read or I had to focus uh, or, or do something out loud, you know, reading or memorizing something that I would have to quote out loud, I was so afraid because I thought I, I didn't have the ability. And I wasn't saying it, but it was the feelings behind it. And now that I'm older, I realized what it was. And so what I started doing was I would sidestep certain things and try to dodge certain places so that I didn't have to be challenged in those areas. Now, I didn't know why I was doing that. And while I'm saying that, there are some habits and thought patterns that you may have, and I'm talking to the listeners, uh, that you may have that you've developed because of toxic downloads that have been made over the years, maybe even when you were a child or in a bad relationship. And, And what I want you to do today is assess where those places are and then get rid of them. Well, you know when it really showed up was when um, I was, uh, um, you've probably seen like where I'm going for my, my doctorate, but then I was, I was actually uh, awarded a honorary doctor. Well, I wouldn't go get it. The reason why I wouldn't go get it was because I didn't think that I earned it because I wasn't smart enough to be able to do it. And I had to really kind of... Um, like, uh, I said, no, I'll get that one when I prove over here that I can complete the, the, the one that I say I earned, you know? And when I assessed that, I realized that's coming from that old place where I felt like that if I did it, someone said, oh, well, she's too dumb to have had to receive a doctor. So I had to earn it on my own. First, I got to prove to everybody that I could do it. Then I could be given one. The one that I'm given is to acknowledge the work that I've already done. It has nothing to do with the earned. It, I earned it because I already did the work. And so anyway, uh, as uh, we're talking about that, we're getting ready to go to a quick break. But I want you to just let the wheels of your understanding to start just kind of turning over. And if there's some places where you know there's some toxic downloads made in your life, let's address it on today. You're listening to Refresh. We'll be right back in a moment. Never find another lover Sweeter than you Sweeter than 
stranger You're all I'm thinking of I pray the Lord above For sending me love I cherish every thought Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. If you're just plugging in, you're in for a great show. Today we're discussing um, really just our thought process, how we are uh, having heart issues because our thought process is is off. Is off. So really the, the, the title of the show today is um, uh, resisting those, those types of thoughts. Um, and adjusting our heart condition. Uh, and so today we have a guest here, uh, David Reed. If you guys were here for the first part of the show, I got a little distracted right there. We had somebody that came in uh, during the show, and I was like, uh, uh, uh. So if you're like going, what's going on? It's because we had others that were joining us today for the show, and so we're glad to have a live listening audience. So anyway, resolving um, the issues of my heart is really the the title of the show today. So our special guest today is David Reed, and we welcome you back to the show. For those of you that missed the first part of it, uh, we were talking about toxic downloads, how you can have things that are sown basically into your life, words that have been spoken uh, that were never meant to harm you, but because they were spoken in a way that you received it, you received it in a the person that said it never meant anything bad about it, uh, but you received it uh, as a bad thing uh, that you it causes people to struggle. And so David was talking about how he ended up wearing hats because you had an aunt that would say, hey, come here, old big head boy, right? Yeah. Look just like your dad. And so 
when you that was said to you over and over again by her, not knowing it, a negative download was made on the inside of you. And so he, I'm just kind of get you guys caught up to, to where we are. He, so he started wearing hats, wearing hats to bed, wearing hats swimming, wearing hats school, got in trouble for wearing hats, uh, and it wasn't until you were older. I want you to talk about, though, how, like, not only did you just start wearing hats, that was not just the, the only thing that came out of that. It was the, your mind actually shifted on how you even interpreted other people's actions around you. David, would you share? Yeah, pretty bad to where uh, if, if I saw people acting, joking, or laughing around me, immediately I automatically thought that they were laughing about my head. I mean, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I remember one time, very vivid, uh, in the choir scene. Because, you know, where I grew up, you, you had to sing in the choir. You didn't get a choice. So where I remember standing there, and uh, we're singing the song, and there was two, um, one that actually happened to be my cousin. I don't know who the other guy was. And they were sitting there on the front row, and they're pointing up towards the choir scene. And they're like, I mean, they are crying laughing. And I'm almost in tears up there because I'm thinking that they are laughing at my head. Wow. Wow. And they weren't even, it wasn't even they about me. But that's what you saw. But that's all I saw. Because that negative download produced yes. that in you. Yes. So everything now is about you. Yes. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone, and I mean, literally, you're like, on what planet did they zoom in off of? <laughs> like, we're not even talking about that. I have had that happen uh, numerous times. Especially in you know what I do, I'm talking to people and a minister, and uh, I I remember even this past uh, August that um, I had a situation where the lady she said you you said this to me, and what happened was she had been rejected many times and publicly rebuked by other people in uh, ministry and in authority. So whenever someone would get up, if they looked in her direction or if you said something, she automatically heard you saying. Like, you know, you're wrong or rebuking her. And I literally had to stand my ground and say, I did not say that. I, I, I never said that. But that was what she heard. So I had someone in the middle of that, while I'm addressing the situation, another lady who knew her, she said, this woman has been greatly wounded uh, before and rejected. And so whenever there are people of authority or even – now, just picture that. I'm here speaking to a whole, like, you know, to a, to a group of people, and this one person over here thinks that it is all about them. And you're, like, going, how in the world? And you know what? I could see her. Like, I mean, like, she literally was looking like something from the Bible. They like, <laughs> we got the gnash in the teeth. I'm like, hold up. What is going on? And so I just – when I recognized that she was doing it, I'm like, uh, I, I, I just kept on, like, directing over there because I'm like, well, we got to figure out what is going on. And finally, it just, it comes right out. And she's like, you know, and we'll just address this later. And I'm like, well, no, we will not. We've got to address this right now. If we had moved past that, we never, ever would have found out that she was broken. Now, the thing that happens is when people find out that you're wounded and your thinking is toxic, what they'll do is they'll just get rid of you. They don't want to talk to you. They'll avoid you. They don't want to. They don't because they don't want to deal with you possibly going sideways or going crazy or or in the choir saying about to cry. And I'm not even talking to you, right? So what they'll do is they'll just dismiss you. But what happens to the individual with the download? 
what happens? They go through life, and they think whatever that thought is, they apply it to every relationship that they have. So you're thinking that, but knowledge is there. It follows you even into other places. I, I remember um, I remember going through a time, uh, probably about sixth grade. It was, it was a short period of time, sixth grade or seventh grade. Because of that, then um, I, I, I gained weight. And I've kind of always been kind of a, short, a small person, but I, I, start, I gained weight. And, uh, and then after that, then I went into uh, another stage of depression, lost a lot of weight until I was like 100, maybe 110. Now, hold on a second. You went into depression over your head? Well, some other things. But, those, but that, that was the, that was the, the, term, that the catalyst the yeah. that really got that you. Really got and wow. it just was kind of a dominant effect uh, into other areas of my life. Very, became very insecure. Very insecure about myself, about my, my expression of hair. Right. Wow. Wow. So how did you get to the place to where you're like going, you know what? This is not about me. Every conversation, they're not talking about me. Every conversation, they're not laughing at me. When I walk in a room, it is not, the discussion does not go, oh, here's David in his head. How did you get to the place? And, and I'm saying kind of like joking, and I hope you don't find that offensive. But I'm, I'm like, when did that stop? When, or when did you recognize it and say, you know what, it's time to address it? When I, I, I started working on it as in my early 20s, probably about 24, 25, mm-hmm. uh, I started working on it then. But to be honest, that when I really, really dealt with it, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until probably about five years ago. Really? Yeah. About five years ago, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to allow that insecurity to go into my latter years. And that this is the way that God created me. I didn't make my head. If I had the option, I probably at that moment when she kept saying that, or as I got older and became so insecure about it, I probably would have shaped it and fixed it a little different. But because I didn't, then I didn't have that that opportunity. Then I decided that you know what, I'm, I'm this is the way I am, and I'm going to be happy about the way that my head is. And you know what, then then honestly, I started looking around. It's like man, my head maybe is not as bad as I thought. <laughs> I learned to appreciate it through really just making the decision like, you know what, that has been bondage. It has kept me in a very bad place. Right. You know, and I remember too also in that is uh, when I got uh, an adult, I gained weight again. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember someone saying, well, because you were this age and you, had, you were this size, then that's probably going to be the size for the rest of your life. Right, right. But, uh, but anyway, just deciding to say, you know what, no longer am I going to But those that. thoughts, that those are toxic right. thoughts, and, and they don't benefit my right. life. Right. So few people are able to really grab hold of that and say, you know what, all of this is like this big, huge smoke screen to make me constantly think that every comment, every, 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 every conversation, everything – I tell you what, and I'm so glad that we're having this show today because that was one of those things that truly I had to address within myself. Something else that we're going to address after the long break is motives of your own heart. When you start addressing your healing, then you have to understand the motives of your heart, your heart. Why are you even hearing that? Or, or, and why do you respond like how you respond? Are you responding out of a healthy place or are you responding because you're trying to pay somebody else back? Those actions come from also 
toxic downloads. If you believe something negative about yourself and then people say things that, that really make you feel like uh, that they're talking uh, about you or directing things at you, if you do not take responsibility of your own hearing, your comprehension, and your heart condition, then you will begin to give out what you think is being given unto you. You've got to come to a place where we just kind of clean, clean that up. So as I, before we um, uh, break, I was sharing like about how I just felt like I was too dumb. Another place where the enemy really attacked me was on the timbre of my voice. And it, you know when I got free from that and started able to really appreciate uh, my voice, and I know there's probably somebody on there like today like, oh, yeah, but you do kind of sound a little nasal. Yeah, you do have a deep, you know, kind of voice. But I have literally fallen in love with my voice since I was challenged by one of, actually one of the hosts that's a part of NHISG. She reached out to me and said, you know what? You have a radio voice. You need to, like, use it. And I was like, yeah, nobody want to hear that. And the next thing you know, which is why I just love, you know, Princess Cooper, um, that she called me. And she was like, yeah, no, we, we can use that. And put me on the air. She said, I'm going to train you for a little bit. And then just kind of threw me out there. And I was so afraid to hear my voice. Well, it might not be the best or voice, sound, or timbre, but you know what? I've learned to love it. And now I can listen to myself where I couldn't listen to myself. I record. Uh, I'm also a singer. I would hate going, how do you hate your voice so much? Most singers do, going into the studio. But I would struggle with the headsets on because I believed that my voice was so bad that I didn't, I, I couldn't do it. Hey, look, we're going to go have to go ahead and take a break. We're going to be out for just a little bit. Uh, I want you guys to kind of hang loose, but come back and join us. You listen to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. Our special guest today, David Reed. Come back, and we'll be back in a few minutes. And you give me all 
of you oh how many times do i have to tell you even when you're crying you're beautiful too the world is beating you down i'm around through every mood you're my downfall you're my muse my worst distraction my rhythm and blues i can't stop Beautiful you are 
our, our height, ashamed of, you know, our weight, ashamed of, you know, our background. And there are adults that can't escape. You know, maybe you grew up in an, a, a very impoverished uh, lifestyle. You've, you've grown, you're successful, but still because of that toxic experience that, that really I believe that the things that we go through, they're meant to better us. But because of the way I see it, maybe someone made fun of your clothes. Maybe uh, you didn't have uh, lights, gas, water, and weren't able to keep yourself as clean or crisp as you would have liked, and people made fun of you. It, it, it's so funny because you'll see people graduate uh, to a greater calls in life, but there's still that girl, that, that boy that was in that situation. I mean, they're executives and CEOs of companies that still struggle with, you know, uh, too much cologne and paying too much for clothes and, and spoiling their kids, like, not because they just love them, but trying to prove to the world that, you know, I am and my kids have and no one will make them feel like how I have felt because of toxic downloads. Uh, and it's time for us to eradicate those things and live a peaceful, joyous life. Uh, this week, I think it's so befitting that it's the week of Valentine's Day that we're really uh, jumping in here at this uh, place of resolving heart issues because I can't think of any other time throughout the year where, you know, there are a lot of roses, a lot of flowers, a lot of, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends, husbands, and wives out shopping during this time, but you have individuals who at this time, because they're not married, or they, they just recently divorced, or, or they, they don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, so they're not going to get the flowers, and they're not going to get the candy, that at that time, there's this thing that's reinforced that I'm not good enough. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I can't be loved. I'm not pretty enough. No one wants me. Um, you know, and it might even be things that were, like, implemented into you or downloaded into you uh, for the lack of a better word, at the end of a relationship, how many times at the end of a relationship, those you'll wish you had never broke up with me. You'll never find anyone that was as good as, as, as I was to you. And, and or you're just mean or you're a nasty individual. Or nobody's going to want you. You're overweight. Or, or, or how men and women feel when they leave out of one relationship and go into another one and the other mate goes into another relationship with someone that appears to be prettier, smarter, more handsome, immediately begin to, like, say, well, shoot, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I, maybe I, I wasn't pretty enough to hold on to him, or I wasn't uh, smart enough or handsome enough to hold on to her. But during this time of Valentine's, a lot of people struggle with, that whole rejection thing, instead of, like, excited, many of them are already planning. I'm going to bed at 6, and we're going to ride this thing out. I don't even want to see a rose or a flower or a card. Or you even have that one that will go out and send flowers to themselves, not because they feel like I deserve flowers. They'll send flowers to themselves just so they won't feel bad, and people won't think nobody loves you. Valentine's is not just a day of validation that you have earned the right to be loved. It is just a holiday. You deserve to be loved. Let me tell you something. I love flowers on the off days. 
more than I love them on the holidays. Trust me. My husband walked in with flowers just because that means a lot more to me than that bouquet. But I'm not trying to give you, brother, just in case you're listening. I'm try, I, I need them, them roses, okay? But, um, <laughs> but, but I, I love them. I love it on the off days. I just saw these, and I, wanna, I wanted to bring them home to you. you like going, why? Just because. Just because. Just because. I think before we even uh, can appreciate the love that others give us, we have first resolve how we see ourselves and what we are entitled to and what we deserve. One thing that I've learned just in this journey of life is that no one can answer the places in me that's broken. I have to resolve that within myself. And you know what I did? Uh, we have, my guest here today is David Reed, so it's not like I'm talking to someone. I actually am. I guess I should bring him in. Uh, David, one of the things that I resolved in myself, I mean, it wasn't like a long time ago, like two years ago, I gave myself permission, permission to be happy. I gave myself permission to be free. I gave myself permission to take care of me uh, first and, and not feel guilty or, or selfish. I gave myself permission to protect my mind and my heart, not allowing myself to be broken uh, any any longer, and I'm learning in that that it is our responsibility. If I know, or I'm, I even if I don't know that it was a toxic download that was placed in me, I am the one that has to be responsible to be able to look at it. A sane person can look and tell that some of our behaviors just kind of wrong, right? right? And when you see that, you have to take responsibility and address those places, like this week. When those roses go out, you have to say that does not mean that I am not lovable. You should be healthy enough to go get you some roses and celebrate yourself. But we can't, many of us can't get to that place. We need that validation. We need that validation. We're trying to find validation, David. Have you found that uh, it's easier to look at the negative points when you're struggling in the middle of the struggle? Yeah. Like you were struggling like with um, – like your head, you talked about that, how you struggled because your aunt made a comment about uh, your head. So you struggled and thought, okay, I got, I got a problem and everybody's making fun of my head. And you got a normal head, but you saw it as something different. Um, did you notice that it's easier to, to become negative about other people Absolutely. and more judgmental? Absolutely. When we don't resolve those things in ourselves, we have a tendency to not only, uh, you know, become overly sensitive Concerning our own life, but we become so judgmental. That that definitely happens, uh, and, and and what that does is just it takes the limelight, or it takes that it takes that for that moment, you know, it takes the concern or the thoughts that you're having within yourself, you know, and you're like, well, look at their problems, well, look at them. So I'm going to point out all of their problems and all of their issues, and to just keep me from being able to just think and soak on myself. Right, right, right. You hear the comment, especially like out of a lot of women, women is, uh, will not think another woman is attractive and she has a man. You say, no, if she got a man, if she got a man, I know I should have a man. And you're like, what are you saying when you make a comment like that? Now, if she could get a man, I know I should get, I should get. What does her having a man have to do with you not having a man? Not Not having a man. And we'll do that. If, if, if she could get a job, I, if he could get a job, 
Now, surely he's smart enough to graduate from college. I should be able to. I know he's dumb as a stick. What? How? Like, how do you even, what does that have to do with you? That's like, what I'm saying is, you know, I don't think I'm good enough. I, I, don't, I clearly don't think you're good enough either. But if you or you're not good enough could do it, then surely I must be able to. What, why does that make me feel better if I see you in a poor light? That was, that was one of the things that the first thing, when you start healing, you have to take your eye off of other people. You, you have to take your eyes off of other people, and you have to begin to address your, yourself and say, you know, that, that was not a healthy comment. It did not come from a good place. And, uh, and, and along with that, one of the things, too, David, that I have uh, started doing is I have to take responsibility of, of my thoughts. The word of God tells us that we take evil thoughts, those thoughts that are kind of just thrown off. He said we take them into captivity, and you, you, you pull them down. Even if you don't know the Lord, what that means is when your mind starts drifting in a direction that you know is unhealthy, like you're at work and you're hating the person sitting next to you, and every time they come in, they have on a new suit or a new pair of shoes. You know, you don't know what they might have a whole nother job outside of that job, but you're angry because you can't get what they have at this juncture of your life. I know I heard someone say that the reason, another reason you don't do that is because you have no idea what that person mm-hmm. has to go through or what they did. As a matter of fact, they put it like this. What if that person is going out every day robbing a bank and no one knows? <laughs> right. you're, now you're looking over here across the way and you're right. preparing yourself or you're being judgmental to the person. Or you're like, just can't stand them because right. they got this night and they have that. Right. And the whole time they're out robbing the bank right. in the afternoon. Right. I would tell that this is another kind of a, like a church thing that you say, you know, like you don't know the cost of the anointing that's on your life. And you say the cost of the anointing is like they'll see you when you're hot, right. but they didn't know who you were when you were in your love. They didn't know like you were praying for people to drop off groceries or they, they didn't know you when the car was popping and banging and, you know, the windows flapping out the back and the interior hanging on the top of your head. They, they didn't know that. But when you start, people will look at your life and they'll gauge it, judge it based on where they are. And I've been guilty of that, even in my, my younger life, or, or when you're trying to get somewhere and it seems like everybody else is being promoted around you. Right. You're like going, I'm, I'm just as good. I'm, I'm smart. I'm, I'm whatever. I'm, you know, you know. And so then you start, you become envious, right. and, uh, and then you start going into vain imagination, right. and talking and having conversations with the people and checking them all, and nobody's even thinking about you. Nobody's thinking about you. Nigga, what? I, I know that we, we shared it before the break that, you know, you really struggled with that. You thought, like, other conversations uh, were, were taking place that weren't take, being taking place uh, concerning you. And, 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 like, your imagination is running wild. And it went, it bled over into other areas of your life where confidence was required. Right. Right. And isn't that funny how the enemy can arrest right. us in one area? And it, it really, he has arrested right. us across right. the board. Mm. Exactly. My goodness. When was it that you decided that was a preacher's time? Did you hear that? My goodness. (laughs) I can't help it. Just come on out, right? And so um, when was it that you said that you decided like about five years ago? But was it like did you just come to a place where you're like going, this is crazy? I I think when when I realized um, how much of an effect that it had, 
in other areas of my life, so I get back into my life, I've been talking about confidence. I realized that even that, standing before people, I remember one time you asked me to uh, actually get up and read um, uh, in a church service before, and I was horrified on the inside of me right. because I'm thinking about here I am, pastor's got me standing up here in front of all these people. Somebody, somebody's going to say something about my head. Somebody's going to say something about my head. Wow. But I just came to a place where I'm like, you know what, this is ridiculous. First of all, I was like, David, you're total fools. Wow. Then the next thing is I'm like, no, no one has ever said to me negative in a bad way. Right. You got a big head. No one ever put me down. No one, I realized that nobody. Have you ever, ever had your head tested? It's right. like abnormally. Yeah, no, like, no. Right. I never, I never, right. The doctors never said right. the head was abnormal. Right. You know, this, that, right. right. None, of, none of that. None right. of that has ever happened. And then another thing that I realized is that when my wife looked at me, she looked at me with a smile. Right. She looked at you like, she looked at me like, oh my. No, I love this man from the neck down. You know? Right. No, no, she never said anything. She, she, I mean, she never, never. She always had a smile. And I just decided, like, you know what? This is ridiculous, David. Wow. But what happened, too, is I had to realize where it was affecting me in other areas of my life. Right. Especially when it came down to confidence. Right. In, in speaking or being the person that I am. It's like, David, you've got to deal with that. Because uh, it, even in those things, like, in places I would take the hold of, mm-hmm. or in places I wouldn't feel uh, worthy enough to stand. You know, it's like on my own, own business. I, I didn't feel worthy enough to, to sit in these meetings with, with these guys or looking around, and, you know, all because of my confidence. In Which America, has been affected just because, just because someone's talking about Just because someone. Not even meaning it. Correct. That it, it just got twisted all up on the inside. And, and, and I'm sitting in these meetings, and these guys are asking me, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm the youngest. And then they're asking me, what about this? What do you do about this? What do you think about this? Right. And just one day, the light came on. I'm like, hey, you, you have to deal with this. And you have to identify. And that's when I started searching to see where did this start? Right. Where did it come from? Right. And that's when I found that that is where it came from. And I realized that she meant nothing about it because I'm 35 now. And if I see her tomorrow, she's going to say the exact right. same thing. Right. And so I just decided that, you know, one day I decided I was going to admit, and I said, did you know, talk to my wife, but you know what I ever felt like this? And she was like, no, you feel like that? It's like, not now, but, you know, this is how, this is how right. I feel. Right. And, and uh, so her and I began to talk about things, and, and that came with more healing. Right. Once right. I expressed and, and got it out, you know, right. to someone that I can trust right. that will say, you know, tell, well, what I felt like and tell me the truth, like, well, honey, yeah, you're a little big, but that's not doesn't matter about that. Maybe I actually had a snake. Yeah, it's okay, baby. Right, right, right. I love your video. Right. Oh my goodness, right? But no, I, I, yeah. I uh, really where it shook me in confidence is really is where I, I got tired of fighting that battle. Right. Especially when I realized that I was fighting a battle that I didn't have to fight. It, it was like something like fighting, like um, what is it called when boxers do it? Like shadow, shadow, shadow boxing. Like there's not even really a right. real person to even fight. It's right. something that's been created in right. your head. Let me tell you something else. When we start talking about those toxic behaviors and, and toxic mindsets, is that you find yourself doing little condescending uh, things. I've watched, like I'm seeing now that uh, that I'm walking in a free place. I can tell like when the younger ones, especially younger females, 
when they're doing those little kind of things. And you're like going, what was that about? But it's because they've not yet, they have toxic things in their lives. And so they automatically read something into it. And it's so easy to identify. Someone would say, well, maybe it's because that's the way you think. No, it's because that's where I was. We can always recognize a place where we were held hostage when you see somebody with the same chains on that you that you wore. And so I think it's important in this hour that, that we work hard and really tap into this next coming season. I, I, I'm excited about what's going on, but you cannot get there if you're waiting on validation from someone else. And if you're believing wrong things, wrong thinking about yourself, about others, you know, you, you'll never get free. And and this, you know, we're coming up to Valentine's Day, and I'm just going to say it because we just have like maybe a couple of minutes before we'll be out of here. Look, I, I know that some of you are just dreading that Valentine's Day is coming, and then others are looking forward to it because you think that it's going to bring validation to you. Whatever your thinking is, on those two sides of the spectrum, it's wrong. First, no one can validate you. God validates you, and then you, your works, your deeds, validate the man or the woman of who you are. And then secondly, um, you, you are not unlovable just because you didn't get flowers or acknowledged on that day. You have to understand that you are an amazing person and that you are uniquely designed by God. And it didn't just happen. You know, the word says that we were knit together in our mother's womb. I don't think that God's eyes were closed and he was just doing like throwing parts together when he, when he put me together. And I know to someone that might sound foolish, God knit you, he literally didn't mean he actually, he was involved with me being created. And so I have to celebrate that. Today, I want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day ahead of time. But I want to encourage you, celebrate yourself. Get rid of all of the toxic downloads and allow your mind to go free. Hey, look, you have been listening to Regina Johnson here on Refresh. Uh, Again, a quick shout-out to my girl, Princess Cooper, and to all of the NHISG listeners. Happy Valentine's Day and have a wonderful wonderful holiday, however it may go down. I'll catch you next week, same time. Same channel. Love you guys. Enjoy.